Okay, we are live. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch, season two, episode number seven. We have a debuting guest oh, with yeah. us this week. A very, very exciting Life's guest. Joined. It's my wife, joined. Yeah. And oh, your lovely. wife has joined. Phew. <laughs> um, we have the wonderful David Braiding with us. David Braiding has, I would have said, a lifelong Arsenal fan. But <laughs> he's a lifelong that. Arsenal because he swapped teams. In which, what did you feel like? You, you just Liverpool, brought me here publicly. It's a shame. Me. Is, that, is that how this is gone? And Arsenal lost the Europa Cup final. Must have been a difficult week for you. And Spurs lost it, so it was, everything was ridiculous. Oh, mixed one feelings. Yeah, that's um, great. But we've got David night. Braiding with us. David leads our Emmanuel site uh, that meets at the Villas, the building that we're in at the moment. Uh, you've led it for. I'm supporting two years. the new Villas. Three years. The Villas he branded is t-shirt. supporting an ATV branded t-shirt looks really cool made by your sister-in-law well done yeah and the good tea company you, I guess so. well we done. love the good tea company we're big fans uh ethical clothing organic clothing they are amazing anna braiding our good friend anna sister-in-law braiding david braiding is also married to the wonderful anna braiding who i'm a big fan of um uh, i was going to say some wonderful things about her but let's move on um <laughs> You lead the side that meets at the Villas. Yes. And you're also a director in part of our commercial business. So you manage the, uh, you help manage the two commercial properties that we own, responsible for the business. So you juggle a lot. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the the lettings and the coffee shop and stuff that happens in the buildings, I help oversee, I help oversee those. And uh, yeah, lead the site that meets here at the Villas. I'm just trying to work out how many years it is. I think it's coming up to four completed years. Um, did a year working as a full-time teacher and leading the site and now yeah done about to complete third year full-time on staff so brilliant fun. Uh, so last sunday was our gift day sunday at emmanuel we three times a year we raise money for different purposes this this time it was to support uh, the new churches that we've started um in 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 europe and in canada uh, as well as a couple more uh, new churches that we're going to start and support the, ch- the people that are going to go uh, start those new churches in Krakow and Belfast. But before we get on to our gift day and talking about Sunday and just hearing a bit more from David, we have somebody who's just come off the glass, one of the Glastonbury stages to live lunch. The wonderful Megan Lara May is back. Yeah. From Glastonbury. Yeah. Mate, tell, mm. I feel like you've legitimized this show. We've got somebody from Glastonbury <laughs> on our show. How cool is, is Live Lunch, guys? If yeah. To all the five people that tune into Live Lunch, guys, <laughs> you have got something incredible. We have... Um, yeah, so tell us all about... How, how was Glastonbury? How was the experience? What it was, was it like incredible. being on the stage? You did five sets? I did five sets. I did three on um, one of the official stages, and then I went backstage and did two sets backstage. Who did you do those to? Um, just artists and wow. different people who are back there. So was that really industry. intimidating? Oh no, I really like it. Super chill back there. Did you so, do yeah. the hello Glastonbury like thing or not? Yeah, I did on the first one, and then I realised, oh no, I should probably stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does it, but yeah, no, it was amazing. And um, one of my songs, Caribou, I wrote watching having watched Planet Earth because it was his Caribou. And um, half an hour after I performed it on Sunday, David Attenborough was on the main stage yeah. doing a talk. So I was like, what a coincidence! Wow. Did you go up to him and say, David, just to say you were the inspiration behind I my... wish I could. Um, ah, hello. Yeah. We have coffees and drinks that have just appeared Thank from so the much. wonderful Villas Thank Cafe you. team. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm guessing food hasn't arrived? Nope. No, not yet. Hopefully food will arrive soon. Um, yeah, Glastonbury. So good, yeah. I think Caribou should be um, like a theme tune to the new uh, David Attenborough we thing that's coming lost out. lost our audience. We lost our interns. <laughs> Bye guys. Um, yeah, 
so it is incredible um, and I can't wait to hopefully go back next year wow what was one of the highlights of being at Glastonbury I think performing was definitely a highlight. I think there were some of my like favourite sets to do and there were loads of people there, but also just seeing loads of artists. And you walk around the site and you see something new every day. Um, it's an incredible aesthetic. Yeah, everyone should go at some point in their lives. And who was the most famous person you rubbed shoulders with or introduced yourself to or spoke to? Other than me, the host of Live Lunch, but I wasn't at Glastonbury. I meant at Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm... like met anyone like face-to-face famous but um in terms of watching people I really enjoyed watching Sigrid and mm. um Maggie Rogers and Billie Eilish but she was a bit creepy <laughs> she's terrifying okay yeah but definitely it watch if you didn't watch it um Billie Eilish if you're watching this we are big fans <laughs> she probably yeah. <laughs> but yeah no um watch stuff back on iPlayer it's mm. good yeah. Hey, is your is your performance on iPlayer? Sadly not. But next year, next year. I'm sure it will be. Next year. Yes. Well, <laughs> did you watch the... I loved watching that Stormzy gig. Also, fr- friends of us from uh, one of the churches that we are connected with in Enfield, Ezra Collective, were yes. on Glastonbury, and their gig looked amazing as yeah. well. I really, I did really enjoy the Stormzy gig. Did you, were you, did you get to watch the Stormzy gig? I didn't get to watch it, but I just watched um, the uh, Blinded by a Grace song and just his face when he's singing it, it's like he really gets to notice like everyone singing these lyrics back to him. Hmm. And um, I think, yeah, he just looks overwhelmed by everyone singing the lyrics because yeah. obviously there's so much truth in them as well. So it's good. It was an incredible set. I, it raises so many questions, doesn't it? You got a, a grime artist um, who raps the gospel and who his take on Amazing Grace and just this incredibly powerful song full yeah. of gospel truth. Uh, and yet you've got to manoeuvre grime music uh, and that whole genre and the other mm-hmm. stuff that gets put out. But our friend Ben Lindsay has written this brilliant article on Premier Christianity. Um, so search for Ben Lindsay. We'll probably drop a link below of how do you navigate... Um, grime music uh, and, and being a Christian and hip-hop. And How are you talking really about good. music when food's in the room? I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry. <it's> still like... <laughs> so have a listen to Ben... Yeah. Have, a read to ben have a read of Ben Lindsay's article, which we will add um, yeah. below. It's just brilliant. It talks about, uh, you know, how, how you, you navigate that conflict. That's good. Um, and, and artists like Stormzy and, and other ones who have just been thrust in... in in the in the limelight mm. uh, and clearly communicating the faith that they have yeah so yeah it's worth listening it's worth reading yeah but thank you megan that was cool hearing about Glastonbury. let's talk about food quickly yes. david david has has asked us to order food from his favorite eating establishment tell us a little bit about this david before we jump into asking you well i don't need to pick it up it's just the, the golden grill is the best kebab shop in brighton and hove and whenever there's a, a choice on food it's this it's a standard response Joel would, Joel Vogel would never let us have kebabs. I feel like he would frown upon us eating kebabs. But David, you need to be back here more often because I love a good kebab. <laughs> any, any time. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit and watch you and open it. You're doing a great job. we unpack all this... Wow, there's a lot of food here. Um, so, so gifty. I, I guess, David, what are your... Why do we start churches across the world? Aren't there churches that are already established? Why do we start churches? Um, why do we send people? Why do we spend time praying, thinking, raising money to start churches across the world? Great question. I guess the best way to answer it is um, 
about a year ago, my brother got married in uh, Australia. And just remember flying back, actually, from Australia. It's a 24-hour flight, I think, in total. And I just, at one, one moment, just was picturing in my mind the, I guess, billions of people that we're flying over um, as the sort of plane is is taking hours to circumnavigate the globe. And I just remember it hitting me quite hard that just the sheer amount of people on the planet who need to know the good news of Jesus because we do I do believe I'm convinced that um, the truth and the hope that the gospel holds out Jesus's saving and redeeming power is the hope for everyone and there's just a, a, a literally billions of people right across the planet we've, we've just started we've just scratching the surface really with where Jesus wanted us to go which was to the ends of the earth and I think it's our mandate to do until he returns is to start churches right across the globe and you know celebrate the good news of Jesus <laughs> I thought I'd stop while you're mid-mouth and make you look awkward thanks man sorry right. um, you did mention that alongside the gift day and raising money for the for the church that we have saw you were also at, at the side that you that you lead you raise money and quite, are now quite involved with the community and what you do with the money no, I think all of this gift day is going to um, support and starting all the local churches that we're involved with currently. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess, test tagging on that we're supporting um, just the churches that are impacted by the Sri Lankan atrocities mm-hmm. as well. So I think all, all, from all the sites, just to be clear, all the money is going to the, the same projects um, that we are involved with as, as Emmanuel. But I think, yeah, just loving the spirit of generosity we preach through the Acts uh, 4 passage where you know there's no needy um, among them and I think I'm just personally just amazingly proud of our site how they you know be it a gift day Sunday or just actually part of their everyday life they're just generous Um, I'm in the very privileged position to be able to see it in quite a unique way where I I think probably four times this year we've just come across people in quite need of, of money and just watched how we've just rallied behind the scenes I just through text message really just like just thousands that people give above and beyond um, and I guess bring it to the leader's feet you know for me to distribute as, as we see fit but just super proud that just how people have caught this it is you know they're living with a spirit of generosity rather than just oh yeah we've done the gift day and sort of tick that off and we don't you know we spend the rest but just I think, yeah, just just delighted that how people have really taken these Acts passages to heart and really practically outwork it. And we had a, random, a great Sunday, I was going to say, random. It was unusual um, where probably a year and a half ago, actually, just as part of the end of the service, I just I felt led to just say, um, is there anyone here with practical needs? And I think uh, people just said, yes, I need a fridge and um, someone's car just broke. And literally after the service, we were sort of connecting people with people who just wanted to spend thousands just sorting out these practical wow. needs. And wow. I think often the problem is, is finding out that people mm. need this stuff. I think we are quite reserved even in our church communities and are nervous of exposing need, but just love watching our, our bro- brothers and sisters just rising to serving people as, as, as they see it occurring. So good, mate. Really good. So if, if somebody's heard what you just said or they've listened to the preach on a Sunday and you said, no, this is important, help us starting churches and uh, reaching the billions of people who haven't heard the gospel, as well as supporting our, our local communities that we are part of and our brothers and sisters who are in need. Is there any some practical tips that you could say, hey, this is how you could help serve both these areas of mission, I guess? Um, I think if I've understood you right, I think firstly just understanding that 
all of us are on mission now anyway. I think when I was younger, I used to think that for me to be on mission, I, I wonder, I did go to India as a kid and wondered if, if I'd end up going to start a church in uh, Bombay or Mumbai. Yes, um, high five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and, and the thought, I, I guess I viewed that as that's when I'm on mission. But I think just one of the uh, incredible things that Joel, since he's, come to lead this church has done is just empowered people to understand that in my workplace I'm on mission and actually right now um, even before I was on staff and just just working as a or just working when I was a school teacher I'm just as on mission as if I upped and left and moved and moved to Bombay and started a church there and I think just really I think and again I just brought this out on Sunday I just host I, I hosted and landed sort of Janus who preached um, at our site and I think just one of the things I just quickly pulled out was the the unity part of the passage and and applying it to us right now that actually God has called us here and now mm. this afternoon we're on mission and it isn't just those that go that we wave goodbye to at the airport that are on mission that actually this afternoon as we go and collide with people on the Hove Seafront we're on mission and I think just having our minds open like that and just living like that all of the time when we go into shops like we're just quick to get our phones out and just sort of basically communicate to the world we're not interested in you but actually just engaging with the people we go to in shops and stuff like that with them realising that that is us being on mission um, and what God's called us to do brilliant yeah it's so good um well, as you were just saying, like even on Sunday, you um you kind of felt a sense that you need to ask about practical needs and stuff like that. Um, I've noticed that you've got like quite a prophetic gifting. Um, just how do you, how do you live with that, and what's it like on a daily basis? And yeah. Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the best way to answer that is just distinguishing. I, I think I've rather than just to dispel some of the mysticism that can be around the prophetic, I think. I just view it as hearing God. I think it's learning how to hear God. And I think even Acts, again, is really clear that he's poured out his spirit on all people and sons and daughters will prophesy. And I think even the servants, he says, and I think therefore just an expectation that, again, in this new covenant that we live under, it isn't just the priest who is the unique person who hears, or the the official, inverted commas, the prophet that hears God Mm -hmm. and speaks to people on his behalf, but we can all hear God. Mm -hmm. And I think... um, I think just just tra- just just training ourselves to hear the voice of God, and it comes mm. in different ways. Yeah. Um, I think just through reading the Bible and Him, yeah. you know, sort of reading it there. But I think there are other ways that you can learn, even in prayer, to hear the, God's response. And mm. I guess just learning just to hear hear and distinguish His voice is mm. just something I've tried to learn and develop over the years. Yeah. Has there been anything specific that's been like monumental in this church that you've brought and felt God um, tell you to bring? Um, yeah I guess a couple of things I think one thing that was quite public was um, a while ago I, I shared a, a scripture from Isaiah that, that um, lengthen your stakes sorry strengthen your stakes lengthen your cords and spread out to the left and to the right and felt that that was God's voice um, to us as a church that we shouldn't hold back in just pushing on with growing and expansion and um, bizarrely enough someone else brought this, exactly the same scripture and said the same thing uh it was a when I brought it on a Wednesday and they brought it on a Friday night and I mean it is coincidentally it was my dad who brought that and um, I think come, have a conversation I no I don't like texting oh, dad, dad this would be a, a brilliant one to line up it'll make it look great guess what um, I just said earlier yeah. today <laughs> uh, no but I think I mean he, he I think um, 
so that would be something I guess is shaped as we reference it yeah sort of every now and again but I think it's a good thing that we can we hang our hat on you know even as elders like no let's keep pushing on with what God's got for us yeah that's amazing we've actually got a question from Canada yeah yeah can I just ask one question um, before that is it it related to what David just said carry on Um, so I think sometimes this is my 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 thinking on this is you can feel quite the prophetic is being inspired in the moment and being in a meeting, being in a, in a place of prayer and surrounded by uh, other Christians. Um, but do you, feel, do you feel like that's your experience or does sometimes God give you something in the quiet whilst you're preparing for mm. a prayer meeting or, or in, in the week uh, or maybe in the weeks in the build-up to a, a gathering and you feel like this is God's dropped in Muhammad. Now let's see how it shapes and um, and then develops and then you you bring it or is it not? It mostly happens in the moment. Um so I feel one of the, the, the gifts associated with just hearing God's voice um, is the gift of word of knowledge. And it's often, again, j- just look at Jesus as a good model of he used that, you know, with a woman at the well. And, oh, I think you haven't got one, you know, one husband. And I think um, often I've, I've found that those gifts that I've tried to sharpen can happen outside of the meeting. I used, used to um, just have a book that I'd write stuff in ahead of time. And I think often God will remind me in the meeting, oh, you know, just bring my attention to one of those that I've written down. I think we had one recently in our site where um, I just felt, I felt God talk to me about someone who'd lost a ring. Um, so just very obvious. Um, and I actually felt just to share it in our prayer meeting that we have before the Sunday service. And someone said, oh, I had a dream that was similar. And they sort of shared what their dream was and wow. they felt it was about a particular person. And I said, oh, who was the person and they even had a name for the person and so at the end I ended up sharing it on the Sunday service and uh, as sort of two separate sort of things I think this name might be significant and some someone here who's lost a ring and it actually turned out at the end that it was someone whose middle name was that exact name wow. that had lost the ring and so I think so sometimes just God did speaking did outside and, um I think again the great question I think I felt like the word sometimes when you know it why does God do that? I think it can be to find the ring, but actually I think that even prophecies and words of knowledge are actually for the, the scripture says, for the building up and encouragement. And I felt like that was more just God using it to identify someone that he knows about sometimes a disappointment around that. And I was able just then to, sorry, prophesy over that person and pray for them. And I think often that's more how those the usefulness of those words mm. in those situations is more just God identifying someone that he knows on the planet right now he knows about you and so, I think sort of words of knowledge really help do that so no they didn't find the ring uh, I, I've not asked actually <laughs> so I, I can't actually ask you yeah yeah, sorry, I, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a question from our yes. one of um, the five <laughs> nine right now um, so hello from Canada um, would love to know how you weigh up local need versus global need. Um, I think, as, a, as a speaking as a church, hello Canada, by the way. Um, I think we 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 do both. I think, um, as I've just highlighted, we have um, planned times where through the year we have three gift days three times a year so one of them we particularly focus on local needs and giving to the poor of our city and working with the poor of our city um, other time of one of the gift days is very much on on church planting and um, more of a global impact so I just think 
you know, even just again reading the Acts, it's, it's, it's clear that both are needed. And I guess for a church our size, we, we get around that by firstly planning it in. Um, but secondly, just in, I think the local need is very much organic. And I think that's more of a people have caught and understood the gospel and just to try and find out work it on a local scale rather than waiting to be told right we're having a gift day on this day people just get on with it and mm-hmm. they hear that someone's in need and they've just learned through teaching and through bathing in the gospel of generosity mm-hmm. just oh, well, that's our job to give it away and i think that that's where even giving uh, is 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 something inside it isn't um you know understanding the scriptures they didn't count their own stuff as their own and i think once you have that sort of mentality about possessions that you currently look after, they're not yours. Actually, when you hear someone is in need, it's obvious that it's our job just to share what we've got with someone else because it isn't ours anyway. So I think, yeah, that's, that's what good. I think on that. Thank you. We, um, I think we've got about five minutes left. Hmm. Yeah. Tell us about your favourite moment at the Emirates. <laughs> what, stadium? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... For those of you who don't oh. know the Arsenal football team that David is not so much a lifelong fan oh. of, uh, that is their local stadium. That is their football stadium, their home stadium, sorry. Many good moments. I think I just love watching live football. Um, we could talk about moments that we shared together watching football <laughs> if you really want. Um, uh, uh, a couple of times. One actually is in football. I watched um, Coldplay play a gig at the Emirates Stadium. It's totally Stadium, understandable. The highlight of your Arsenal live experience yeah, yeah, watching yeah, Coldplay right. perform um, at the Emirates. I went to Highbury before and watched Thierry on rescore a couple of goals. I was behind the goal and that was pretty good. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Great question, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks, David. Um, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Yeah. It's been really fun chatting with you. Um, so, guys, if you have any questions, uh, you can follow David Brading on Instagram, at David Brading is his handle. Yeah, sounds good. I think so. <laughs> it will um, be after this, anyway. <laughs> Ask him why he stopped supporting Liverpool, uh, questions like that. Or if you, if you want to go church planting or if you want to get more involved with serving the community, drop David the line and he would love to get back to you. Yeah, I, I'm going to answer that by just get serving where you are, get on mission where you are, is, would be my answer. <laughs> Brilliant. Have a, thanks so much for like spending your lunch break with us. Have a great week ahead and we look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>